All right, everybody, welcome to the Science of Golf Performance Show on YouTube and other formats. My name is Bobby. I'm Alex. <laughs> and I'm Tyler. And today we're going to talk about the top three ways that seniors can increase their swing speed. Just use the orange whip, right, Alex? That's what that is, isn't it? Yep. That's. We're not going to use the orange whip today. All right, we're going to talk about some actual ways that we here at Par for Success help uh, people from the ages of what, 45 all the way? What's the oldest person you work with, Alex? I believe we, so we're, we have a couple in the high 70s. I right. think we've had maybe one 80 year old in here. Yeah, one, we've had one 80 year old. Okay, I was about to say, I've, I've had a couple people today that were 76. So still working on getting strong, staying flexible, mm -hmm. playing good golf, right? So uh, Tyler, I'm gonna start this off with you, talking about one of your favorite topics. Yes. All right, how can, seniors especially increase their mobility in their golf swing how can they so first you have to look at where are you looking to get or where are you looking at your mobility okay um what we've come down to is the four rotary center so um if you've taken a look at our home assessment you're testing your neck rotation your shoulder external rotation um hip and trunk rotation as well um I'm not just looking at my hamstring no being no, tight no you were stretching earlier no well yeah that's because yeah. that's that, that, doesn't really help you very much. I mean, I could hold this stretch here for another half hour, and I don't think I'd go shoot any better than what I would if I wouldn't. <laughs> Granted, I don't shoot very good to begin with. So, um, it's not because your mobility, though, right? For me, it's just it's a lot of things for me. <laughs> but um, I guess nine times out of ten, when someone comes, when someone, an older gentleman or an older lady, walks through the door, um, we look at, hey, where's your mobility at? How well are you able to excellently rotate through your shoulder? How well are you able to rotate through your spine? And more often than not, there's a deficiency or there's a limitation somewhere throughout those rotary centers. And with that. A lot of times you'll hear Chris say low-hanging fruit, and that's exactly what mobility is for mm -hmm. uh, the senior uh, golfers is if they can increase their rotation through their hips by even 10 to 15 degrees or increase their spinal rotation by 10 degrees as well, it's going to put them in a more advantageous position with their swing, with their game. Absolutely. Yeah, agreed. Um, another thing I'll throw in is power development. You know, we work on power development with our with our juniors, with our elites, with um, everybody else but seniors still need to work on that too and as you get older things slow down not just from the recovery standpoint but everything else everything fires a little slower so we need to train those fast motor patterns in a safe way for that population right so you're looking for a 65 70 year old with some bad knees we can still train that quick pattern with something aside from jumps maybe like a caveman throw or a fast throw mm -hmm. um over their head or just throws in general with a medicine ball. Yeah. Um, you know, things like that that aren't going to cause damage, they're low impact, but they're still going to have them fire quickly mm -hmm. um, aside with a little load on it too. So it's not just like a fast golf swing. They're already doing that. And we right. want to get some overload for the power development side of it. Um, so, you know, heavier medicine balls, some slams with the medicine balls. Mm -hmm. um, what are some other ones that we use here? Uh, I mean, obviously the medicine ball slams and the medicine ball throws are, are typically the go-to. I know we do a lot of uh, speed pulls or flip yeah. it around you do um, a lot of speed punches and with that you're just you can use cable or a band as well you're you're eliminating the impact on both those movements yeah i think one thing i talk about is a lot of uh, older adults come in and they're concerned about wear and tear on their joints mm -hmm. right um, and that's just going to happen with age but as long as we're making the muscles do the work mm -hmm. right and we're loading it in a safe way 
those joints are going to be protected and you're going right. to build those, you know, fast twitch muscles that you've just kind of lost due to time. Yeah. And we have some special equipment like the K-Box and the K-Pulley that yeah. are very easy on the joints, but that population, um, you know, the ones that come in here are lucky enough to use because that's great for power development Absolutely. in the rotary centers especially. And they don't have to worry about getting hurt because a lot of them guard a little bit, of course, like because they have past injuries, they're older. Um, but, you know, we can utilize that and a lot of other things to make sure that it stays safe for them, but they can still get better. They can still develop that power. Right. Well, so let's go off a little bit on that power topic, all right, because I think this is really important for people to understand, right, especially with uh, the popularity of overspeed training or things like the orange whip that are trying to increase people's club head speed, right? They see, all right, I'm not hitting the ball as far. I need to increase my club head speed so I can hit it further hey, why don't I use these special tools that are gonna help me swing 10 miles an hour faster, mm -hmm. right? Okay, so I think we're gonna branch a little bit off of that power topic. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of people that see the popularity of overspeed training devices. They see that I'm not hitting the ball as far. Mm -hmm. I wanna swing faster so I can hit the ball further. Hey, these overspeed training devices are saying I'm gonna swing five, 10 miles an hour faster. Why don't I just use that? Why use these medicine ball exercises, the band or cable exercises that you were talking about? Why would we use those instead of those overspeed training devices? Yeah, so I think people need to understand it comes down to the load that you're putting on it. Um, and, you know, to swing faster, which most of these people want to do, you can't just swing faster or try and swing faster. That, you know, that's when you increase the risk of injury, uh, amongst other things. So, you know, with the medicine ball, you can put more load on the muscles. You won't move as fast, but that's part of the power development by increasing the mass that you're using. Still moving it as fast as you can with that load, still working on accelerating, but the load is going to allow you to, you know, enhance the strength side of it. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And you think of power development, what is power exactly? Okay, it's force times velocity. Okay, so when you're swinging something like a speed stick or when you swing a golf club, you're, you have plenty of velocity. But what exactly is your force in that? Okay, and that's where training with a medicine ball or training with a cable machine or any of the other movements that have load on them, that's where you start talking about your force development. Okay? If you continually can tra train the, uh, the velocity side of things and your power development, okay, eventually your body's gonna give somewhere because you're not providing it enough overload. So that's where you have to think about training with a, training with a medicine ball. Okay? Am I moving it fast? And am I able to use a heavy enough load to provide that, that stimulant? Yeah, and it also ha makes you have to learn the control aspect of it too, right? Mm -hmm. There's no control with a speed stick, with over speed training. You're just trying to whip it as fast as you can. Mm -hmm. You have a 10 to 15 pound medicine ball, there, there's some control, some stability that comes with that. Right. I usually talk with people about using the medicine ball as a way to work on your sequencing and work on a technical change you're trying to make. So many people are, are trying to keep their hands back or trying to lead with their legs. It's really hard to throw a 15 pound medicine ball with any force if you're just using your arms. Mm -hmm. So if you use the ground appropriately, like we've talked about in other episodes, uh, you can train those power development aspects in slightly different ways than just slamming a one pound or a half pound club as fast as possible. Right, so, so you're not gonna have a lot of birds with one stone here. So you work ground force, you're getting the overload. Um, you can work your sequencing. It's a lot more like you can't work that all with just one speed stick. So the the load and the mass is important in training that. Exactly. So uh, let's go on to kind of the last thing that I'm going to rant a little bit about in terms of something I see <laughs> with a lot of adult golfers. Um, I think one of the things that 
we see a lot of is people that are being way over-reliant on cardio, right? It's hot in North Carolina. You're going to get tired at the end of a round if it's 95 degrees out and it's 90% humidity. There's only so much cardio you can do to combat that. Let's talk a little bit about how we utilize the power training to get a heart rate increase, give you some of that cardio benefit, but work on combating the loss of speed and power that you have as you naturally age. What do you like to do with some of the adults in the adult classes? Yeah, so we incorporate some power intervals. You know, I understand you get some of those like endorphins from cardio, and people like to do cardio do. for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. but, but you know, we'll do like it, most of the research I have seen and supports that. You know, ten to twelve seconds is actually that sweet spot mm-hmm. of training and power development with a good like one and a half minutes rest in between, ideally. So we'll do something like medicine ball throws or um, even if we want to jump on the bike or do something um, more traditional cardio-based, yeah. um, it's going to be 10 to 12 seconds all out, completely recover. So in that 10 to 12 seconds that you're going as hard as you can, as fast as you can, you're still, if you're doing it right, you're still going to get your heart rate up. It's still oh, yeah. going to get cardio benefit from it, cardiovascular <laughs> benefit, um, and just recovering that time not only gives you that cardio, but... Um, enhances the golf game more than just going out and going doing the low intensity steady state and that's a good point because what i think a lot of people don't understand is the physiological side of things alex brings up really good points say for example you do a 10 second interval on the bike and then you have 50 seconds of rest so you're going at every minute on the minute your 10 second interval you're using your anaerobic energy system and that's your that's your short burst hey um like she said a max like 12, maybe 15 seconds of energy is being provided during that time. During your 50 seconds of recovery, your aerobic system is turned on Uh and that's what's getting you recovered to go again. And then after the second interval, you turn on your aerobic system again and you keep going. And that's where the research has shown doing the interval training as such is much more efficient than doing a 30 minute bike ride or going on a three mile six hour bike ride yeah. right it's not like when you're done with that bike interval your heart rate just goes right back to normal and you're talking and you're feeling great i mean we have people that are almost crawling out of here sweating like what did alex do to me today i'm so exhausted <laughs> people want to you know the aerobic system is like the the really sexy thing in golf but we're in the aerobic system right now. That's always on. Like we're in that right now. It's not like you have to go out and go for a long run. (laughs) All right. So just as kind of a quick recap, right? Because that was a lot of information. We talked about some research, talked about some in-house stuff, talked a little bit about online. So, and again, three ways that your senior golfer, you're watching this, or you maybe have a parent that's interested in playing some better golf, right? Just a quick recap on three ways. So Alex started off with what we started with. Yeah, we started with mobility. So make sure your rotary centers are moving appropriately um, to avoid injury and to be able to actually train that power development in an effective way. Absolutely. So then we talked about some low impact power development drills. We've got tons of them here that basically uses medicine balls, maybe your own body weight, maybe a TRX, maybe a band or cable, right? You get creative with all the online stuff. You got plenty of ways that anybody can train that. So it's safe, it's effective, um, it'll help you swing faster and feel better. Uh, And then Tyler, what was that last thing we talked about? You just talked about hitting the right energy system. So your long steady state versus your high interval training when it comes to your power development. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just helping you play better golf, stay healthy and, and actually, you know, benefit from the hours you're might be spending working out or maybe hey if we can add 15 minutes of some of this stuff in 
uh, every day, see the benefits of it. So if you have any questions, there's plenty of different ways to contact us. We hopefully have a link down below for our website. You can always like this video, share it with your friends, subscribe to the channel, and see all our other good content. Anything else you guys have for us? I'm going to wrap. Awesome. See you next time, everybody.